Welcome to this sermon podcast from Myo Baptist Church, and thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that God's Word will be an encouragement to you and a reminder that the Bible has all the answers to living a successful and fulfilled life. Again, thanks for listening. We now join the service in progress. For all your prayers and all your support, uh, we've been in Uganda for 12 years, and it's because of faithful people like you. So thank you, thank you for that. God bless you for that. Uh, as we look at missions and as we see what, what is God doing, you know, it's God's plan that uh, we partner with missionaries, and I partner with missionaries through my sending church in Minnesota, where it's even colder than here, by the way, but uh, in Minneapolis. But uh, uh, um, when we partner with missionaries, then um, we enter into their work. You enter into my work. I enter into your work here tonight, even. And, uh, and it's fruit onto our account. When the Philippians gave to the Apostle Paul, uh, what did Paul say? He said, not that I desired a gift, but I desired what? Fruit, right? Fruit to be on your account. And that's the way it, that's the way it works. It takes teamwork to make the dream work, right? So we thank you for being with us all these years. I don't know what some people think, how missionaries get their money or support or anything like that. There was one lady that was talking to me about that, and she was saying, well, do you, does your mission agency buy your tickets and your insurance and things like that? I said, no, they don't. Uh, all the support, all the money comes from churches, and a few individuals that we have. And so we can't do it without you. So uh, thank you for helping us. And what you see in the DVD tonight, uh, you have a 100% full share in that work over there. And uh, that's, that's reward up in heaven. And that's what God's been impressing upon my heart, on my mind, is rewards in heaven. I'm 42 years old, and I want more and more and more. I see too many people uh, talking about retirement. And I'm not against retirement, Pastor. I'm not. And uh, if, you don't have to, if you can retire, do it. And uh, if you can live without going to work, fine. I'm not against that. But um, uh, what I'm against is, uh, or what, what, I, what I think God wants us to see is that he has, it's so much better to be laying up treasure in heaven than to be piling up this gold on the earth. And I've, I've, I've seen so many people talking about retirement, this furlough. It seems like every furlough, there's a new emphasis that I catch. And this furlough, it was retirement. And maybe it's because I'm getting older, I don't know. But uh, some people laugh when I say I'm only 42. And other, other people think, oh my goodness, you're, you're old. But uh, I'm somewhere in there. But uh, one guy was talking about his retirement. He was even bold enough to raise his hands up and hold up his fingers and say, 10 years, and I'll be retired, and I'm going to do some. I'm like, oh, I think that's sign language for fishing. That's what he's talking about. <laughs> and I thought, you know what? He, he's worked for that, and it's good, and he'll get to do that, and that's fine for him to do and work for that. But if that's what we live for, then that's all we're going to get. And uh, so thank you for partnering with us. We're trying to lay up treasures in heaven. And uh, so God bless you for that. There's still a great work to do in Uganda. 
We've been over there for 12 years. Uh, as, as I see the history of uh, Uganda and what God, I try, I try to see what is God doing in God's way. Because his ways are not our ways, right? And so I look at what God is doing in Uganda and, and I see the door was opened for fundamental Baptist to enter into Uganda in 1990. 28 years ago, God opened the door for us to come in. And uh, so God started pouring missionaries into Uganda, into Uganda through BIMI and other, a few other agencies, but mainly through BIMI, if you, if you look at the numbers. But anyway, um, so those missionaries have been there. We've been there for 12 years. We've been starting the churches and, and all over the country, doing the Bible schools, and some even have uh, secondary schools and elementary schools. Some have medical things going on, radio stations, the whole bit. But you know what? Even though we've been there all this time and the door is wide open, there are, there are still tribes in Uganda that are not yet reached. And I went to one of these tribes uh, earlier last year. We took a survey trip. And it's all the way in the northeast remote corner of Uganda by Kenya and South Sudan. And it's a tribe called the Karamajong tribe. And you can Google them, check them out. But they are pretty backwards tribe. And that's saying something. Uh, the other tribes in Uganda, well, they're backwards. Uh, they still wear their traditional costumes. Very bright color. They, have, they, they wear the blankets. They're, they're related to the Maasai. They're very pastoral people. And they, they wear those costumes every day. It looks like it's almost Halloween every single day there as I was going through there. Uh, and they have the blankets on and they have their spears and they carry around a little seat a little, a little stool, and they'll sit out on the, uh, in the pasture all day long watching their cows and their goats. And uh, very backwards, the, uh, the, their, their main, one of the main things they make to survive on is alcohol. And they make it out of some type of a grain. I don't know which grain they're using, probably millet or something. So you have the alcohol that they make or the, uh, the, the brew. So, so they, well, I forget what they call it exactly, but there's, there's two things. There's the, the liquid that they make, and they sell that to the adults. But then there's the leftover millet or the other grain that they use. It's alcoholic, but it's, it's, a, it's solid, right? Well, that's what they feed to their children. And so that's, the, the, the children stay in almost a constant state of uh, inebriation of some level. And uh, that's the way they, they go on because uh, alcohol takes away the hunger. You're able to make it through another day. Uh, you know what? They need somebody to take them the gospel. The Catholics are there, and the Anglicans, and I don't want to throw stones, but uh, the uh, Pentecostals are there, uh, the Muslims are there, the Mormons are there, Jehovah's, we saw all of that, but we never saw any fundamental work there. Uh, you don't, and I, what I want to tell you is you don't have to be a um, superstar to take the gospel to these people. You don't have to be a superstar to start a church in northeastern Uganda. I've done it. Okay, I'm from, I'm from Iowa originally, small town in Iowa. And um, you don't have to be a superstar. You just got to know this is what God wants me to do. Go over there, teach him what God's already taught you, and then God will use you to do that. And I'm praying that God will call somebody over there to reach those people. And maybe somebody sitting here tonight. I keep praying every church I go to, God, speak to somebody's heart about missions. And, uh, but I keep telling God also, I said, God, if, if that doesn't work out, then 
send a few Ugandan that we can train and send him over there to the Karamajong. I said, Lord, if that doesn't work out, then Lord, get me from my place and move me over there because we've got to reach those people. There's a great harvest over there. Uh, that's the Lord's heart over there. Um, God has been impressing upon me the, the, need, the need to see his heart. All right, we're all about planting churches and Bible teaching. That's what we do. But God has a heart for, um, you know, God also has a heart for uh, widows and orphans and those people who are down, the weak ones, the, the poor ones. You, you, you think, you know, in, in Matthew chapter 6, here I go, Pastor. Uh, in Matthew chapter 6, Jesus talks about giving alms, right? If you give your alms in secret, God will reward you openly because he's the one that sees in secret. But if you give your alms uh, to be seen of men, then you've already got your reward. And those alms he's talking about, that's given to the poor, isn't it? That's what that's talking about. And and you wonder, what what ministry does God like the most? I think about our our missions back at my home church in Minnesota there, Woodcrest Baptist Church, Pastor Porman. And uh, we have all of our missionaries on the wall and all of them church planning all over the world, just like this church. And then there's one that's kind of in the middle there, and it's uh, uh, maybe it used to be. I think they changed things up now, but uh, it was the uh, Metro Women's Center, and all the Fundamental Baptist Church in Minneapolis got together and they started this women's center. One particular church did, but all the churches support it, and um, and they're helping these these teenage girls that are having pregnancies and they're trying to save babies from being aborted, and, and uh, I just think. Uh, which of all of those people on that board, which, which one is God? Which one has God's heart? I, I, and I don't, maybe that's not a fair question, but I think it's got to be that Metro Women's Center. It's the children. It's the orphans. It's the poor. It's the, uh, the ones that can't help themselves. And I don't know what God's doing, but I know he wants to reach that Karamajong tribe. They are, the, they are the poorest of the poor in a very poor country. They have, the education is the, the lowest uh, out of all the different tribes, I believe. It's the lowest. And uh, God wants to do a great work. Just keep that in your mind. God, what would you have me to do? Because there's still a great work to be done. There's still a lot of fruit to be harvested, a lot of rewards in heaven to be harvested from Uganda. That's what I'm interested in. Uh, let's go ahead and watch the DVD now, and then we'll talk some more after that. And he shall be like a tree, planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Missions is like planting a tree. It begins small, but by God's grace it grows, and eventually bears fruit. Nine years ago, God planted us in Gulu, Uganda. We would like to show you some of the fruit that he is producing there. 
It's hard to believe how much smaller our children were when we left the states to begin our third term in January of 2014, and we praise the Lord for what He's done in each of their lives these last few years. I'm Andrew, and I am now 14. My favorite subject in school is history. During my free time, I like singing in our church choir, playing guitar. Running and sign language interpretation. Hello, my name is Joseph, and I turned 12 in September of 2016. In school, I like math the best. When I don't have to do school, I enjoy playing with Legos. I'm Susanna, and I am now nine years old. I like reading books and doing crafts. I am thankful for all the friends God has given me in Uganda. Hello, my name is Caleb, and I am almost nine. In school, I like math the best. Uganda is great. Thank you for helping us be here. My name is Daniel. I love playing with Daddy. I love living in Uganda. When we moved to Gulu nine years ago, we immediately started Grace Baptist Church. At first, we met under a mango tree. It wasn't long though before we were able to hold our services in a tent. God allowed us to buy property, and in 2012, we were able to start using this building on our property. During this last term, many churches and friends generously donated to help us complete the building. This building meets many of our needs. In addition to the main auditorium, it contains room for children's church, ladies' Sunday school, and guests. This building also serves as the home of Grace Baptist Bible College, where we train young men for the ministry. Here, we are able to house these students when they come in from their villages for class. Next term, our plans also include using this same building for a radio station. God has also been producing His fruit in the villages surrounding Gulu. We have been faithfully going out to various villages for the last nine years and faithfully sowing the seed of God's word. We have seen many seeds quickly sprout up along the way. While much seed has seemed to fall on rocky, thorny, or hard soil, and we can be discouraged about that, we rejoice that some seed has fallen on good ground. We currently have 15 village churches. God is using them in a great way. Let me tell you about two of them. One of these is in the village of Bobby. We began this group in 2011. Now Bobby has several men who are serious about following Jesus, and they are well on their way to becoming a fully organized church. Their pastor is Victor, who was church wed in December of 2016. Another one is the village of Lalau. We entered into this village in 2012 at the request of an old drunken man. We came and preached the gospel, and the old man was saved. Shortly afterwards, his son Sam was also saved. 
Sam is now the pastor of the church. Many people from the village have been saved, and they are working on their permanent church building. God is also producing his fruit in the deaf community around Gulu. He has allowed us to see three deaf churches started in various villages. Deaf evangelists from our church in Gulu go out every week for soul winning, training, and encouragement of the deaf churches. A key part of how God is leading us to plant village churches is through our Grace Baptist Bible College. Three times a year, all of the leaders from all of our village churches come to the main church in town where we have a week of intensive Bible study classes. These three weeks of classes are high points of the year. The young men who are training to become pastors love to learn. They love to reunite with each other, and they love to meet the new students that come from new church plants. We currently have around 35 students in our Bible college. I saved my favorite until last. God is also producing fruit through our former assistant pastor, Martin. We first met Martin when we moved to Sarodi in 2006. Martin was saved and church wed from there. We asked him and his family to come with us when we moved to Gulu in 2008. In Gulu, Martin was very instrumental in helping us get established. He's shown his faithfulness in ministering in our town church for very many years. In 2015, we were able to ordain Pastor Martin. He and his family then moved back to his home area of Amuria to start a church there. We praise the Lord for Pastor Martin's desire to reach his own people for Christ. The church in Amuria is currently meeting in a rented building. Recently, however, we were able to purchase a piece of land for the church in Amuria. We are looking forward to the time when we will be able to help construct a church building there. We thank the Lord for all that He is doing with us in Gulu. Our future plans include the following. Last year, God opened up the door for an exciting new ministry for us, which we never anticipated. Through a series of events, and with the help of a fellow missionary, it looks like we will be able to open up a radio station this next term. We've already gotten approval from the Ugandan government. Although much will need to happen in order for us to begin broadcasting, when we do, this station will be able to reach many people with the gospel. It should even reach a little into South Sudan. We also want God to lead us to new areas to see new people saved and new churches established. We will continue discipling people on a regular basis and training pastors in our Bible college. How can you help? Thank you for being involved in our ministry already. We are thankful for your prayers and support. As we get the radio station going, we will need financial help to construct the tower, put in a studio, and add some security. 
Also, please pray with us about contributing to Pastor Martin's building needs. Finally, please continue to help us by praying for Brother Patrick as he leads the church while we are gone. Thank you for laboring with us in the field of Uganda. Please pray that we will stay close to the Lord so that he can continue to produce his fruit in Gulu, Uganda. I hope you enjoyed that. <clears throat> Seeing what God is doing, doing over there. We're going back there in March 19th. So that's eight weeks and, I don't know, five days from now. I can't wait to get back there. We've even got a paper chain now, counting off the days till we get to go back to Uganda. So we're excited about that. So let me tell you a little bit about my story. I'm, uh, I grew up in southern Iowa in a town called Centerville. Anybody from Iowa? All right. Usually there's an Iowa delegation in, in some churches, but okay, no problem. My wife grew up in Michigan, and we'll go to that side of the, the world. She was born in Ann Arbor. Uh, we met at Northland Baptist Bible College, and we were married after that, and went on deputation. Then we went to uh, Minneapolis. We went to seminary out there for a few years and got connected to the Woodcrest Baptist Church, Pastor Porman out there. That's now our sending church. That's been for the last 12-plus years. And uh, we came here probably in 2004 or five for the first time and to a mission conference, I, re- I remember and you've been so good to us ever since that time. So God bless you for that. And I keep popping up every four years. Pastor, how long has it been? Well, I said, it's either got to be four years or eight years or 12 years. One of those, it's got to be divisible by four. So, uh, so uh, I, I just keep popping back up. And I tell people, I'll see you again in 2021 or 2022 now. So uh, God called us. So, so when I was growing up in high school uh, there in Iowa, um, didn't really have a heart for the things of the Lord, even though I was saved. And really, God got a hold of my heart, really, at Northland. Now, my uh, my wife on the other side, she she already knew she wanted to be a missionary since uh, very early on, and she was here from Camp Kobiak to go up there every year, and, and she was the one who was always memorizing Bible verses to get the free week of camp, you know. Uh, so uh, if 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 you're in if you're in your uh, early 40s, you probably went to camp with her over there at Kobiak, but. Uh, uh, she was always doing that. One year she broke her leg, uh, and that was the week of camp. And so she just spent the whole week memorizing Bible verses. And she got the free week, and her team won the whole week for points, you know. So uh, she's a legend in that. She's like a walking uh, Bible dictionary. So, uh, so uh, God brought us together, and then God called uh, me into missions. My parents, after I, uh, when I was in Bible college, my parents were called into missions. And so my mom and dad, Marvin and Jewel Wright, I don't know if they ever made it up this far north, but uh, they were missionaries over in Uganda. They went there in 2000, so I was already married by that time. So I'm not like a second-generation missionary. People keep asking me that, but I'm not. Uh, But they went over there in Uganda for about 14 years. They're now back and living in Iowa. But um, So that's how God showed us Uganda. And we went over there to visit them and see the country. That's how God called us over there. And then we went on deputation and was able to go over there full-time in January of 2006, 12 years ago this month. 
And we've seen God work. He had us in a town of Sarodi to begin with, with working with some other missionary families. And then about nine and a half years ago now, uh, DVDs becoming old, uh, we moved up to Gulu, and that's where God has had us ever since. When we were raising our support, I kept talking about how we need to get to northern Uganda, northern Uganda, northern Uganda. But I knew God wanted us to start in Sarodi, which is kind of eastern Uganda. And so I was like, okay. And I was planning on being in, being in Sarodi until, you know, I died. But, you know, God has a way of, uh, he's got his own timetable, doesn't he? And so he was able to get us from there up to Gulu, up in northern Uganda, the, the northernmost city in Uganda, and are reaching people up there. We're only two hours from South Sudan. And so we were able to have all kinds of people, all kinds of different tribes right there in our town. And hopefully our radio station will be able to even reach up in the South Sudan. But uh, God's been, <clears throat> God, God gave me a Bible verse for tonight. It's in the uh, book of, uh, of uh, Proverbs, chapter 23. And... Uh, Start in verse 10. It talks about the children. It says, Remove not the old landmark, and enter not into the fields of the fatherless, for their Redeemer is mighty. He shall plead their cause with thee. In verse 12, Apply thine heart unto instruction, and thine ears to the words of knowledge. Withhold not correction from the child, for if thou beatest him with the rod, he shall not die. Let's pray. Father, I do ask for your words to say now. Help me to be an encouragement to the church. Please work in our hearts and deliver us from any distractions or temptations or lies from the evil one. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, he says to apply your heart to wisdom and, and to, to seek after. In verse, in verse 12, apply thine heart unto instruction and thine ears to the words of knowledge. I feel like that's what God has been doing with me in Uganda. God, you know, I, and I've seen God do this. He, he'll, he, you know what? God doesn't care about so much about money. Did you know that? God's got a lot of it. He will spend a lot of money to take people and do things with them, and it's okay with God. It's maybe not okay with us sometimes, but it's okay with him. But he, God had to take me all the way over to Uganda just to be able to learn some things. And so he, you know, I think sometimes the Ugandan people have been able to teach me more or as much or as more as I've been able to teach them about God. And God has brought other people in my life because I've been in Uganda, even people from America I never would have met unless I was in Uganda. And God has brought them into my life and he's been using me to to teach me his things. And I'm just so thankful that God has us over there. I just wanted to uh, tell you one story about God answering prayer and, and how God still wants to do that, and how our prayers are not wasted. Whenever I go to a church, I always challenge people to pray, pray. Seek after God and pray and pray and pray. The devil has been lying to us that our prayers have not been, are not effective. The devil has been lying to us that we're wasting our time in prayer. The truth is, every time we pray, uh, every time we say, you know, in Jesus' name, and we pray a prayer, then that, I don't know what happens in the spirit world, but something goes out, angels are going here and there, and demons are running away, and I don't know what all happens, 
But God hears that prayer, and God answers that prayer. And uh, there was a missionary that was a few hours away from us. He began to get serious about his town, serious about his church, serious about prayer and fasting. And this missionary, uh, he, he almost went, I don't want to say crazy, but he, uh, he's a pretty remarkable fella. Uh, he would go on prayer walks through his town and uh, just be praying for an hour a day. Pray through his town as he's walking around. Lord, help these, help them, bring revival. Do Breakthrough, Lord, breakthrough. Do something notable in our town. And he would wake up early in the morning and, and uh, was, he would say he would be on the floor, nose, nose on the ground. He would be telling me this stuff uh, for hours every morning, for months, and uh, praying for God to do something, do something, do something. And, uh, and, you know, he was reading about that revival in the Hebrides Islands where, uh, you know, there were, people were there praying too, but uh, then it just broke open and people were waking up in the middle of the night and wandering out into the fields, right, uh, two in the morning. And there were, and, but there were other people out in the fields there when they got there. And they were, Where's, send us a preacher. Somebody go get the preacher. And they would preach and people would be saved and repent and all of that stuff. And, 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 and lives were changed, and it was a long-term, long-lasting change, a real revival from God. And this missionary was praying and praying and praying and uh, fasting and everything. And uh, God did it. He started opening up doors and more, more opportunities for this missionary. And, and, and the big one that, uh, that God did was there was, a, there was a witch doctor in their town. Her, her name was Kabina. And we still deal with witch doctors in, in Uganda today, all right? Uh, African traditional medicine, they call it. Uh, but they're witch doctors. And, uh, he, and so, so there was a witch doctor in this missionary's town. Her name was Kabina. She'd been practicing for 60 years. And she was a real power broker in these spirits. And, and it's real, Okay. And the way Kabina got into being a witch doctor was when she was a little girl. Her grandmother was a witch doctor. And her grandmother introduced her into it and initiated her to become a witch doctor. And the initiation was uh, they set the uh, hut, the grass thatch hut, on fire. Okay? And that's just an inferno because it's just dry grass. And, uh, but it wasn't burning up. A kind of a Moses burning bush thing. And then she, as a young girl, had to crawl up that steep roof, get on the top, go through the initiation, whatever that was, but essentially you're welcoming demons into your life, and then come back down. Of course, she wasn't burned. That's, that's, it's real. And, uh, but since that time on, she was a witch doctor, and she was growing up that way. She hated her life. She was an alcoholic and just hated everybody. But uh, she'd been doing this for years and years and years. And uh, she was angry. I, the missionary went to go preach to her and, and talk to her about Jesus, and she was angry at him. Uh, uh, Kabina's, I think, granddaughter got saved, and they were taking her to be baptized. And Kabina stood out in the road. She's a 60-year-old woman. She was drunk. She was 60-something now. And she was just screaming at the missionary, you, you can't do this. But they went ahead and baptized the granddaughter. And the missionary was praying, Lord, do something. And one day, 
Kabina came to the missionary and said, uh, Pastor, I got saved. And he's like, no, no, you didn't. No, let's go through it again. Romans 3.23 says we've all sinned. And he went right down the Roman road and said, Pastor, I did that. You, talked to me, you told me about that before, and I did that. And she got saved, and then she got baptized. And people of the community were like, no, that's not, that's not right. This can't be. So she had a public gathering, and they burned all of her witch doctor things. And uh, people weren't so sure about that. And she got on the radio, and radio is a powerful tool over there. And that's what we'll be using when, when we get back. Uh, but uh, she got on the radio and was confessing Jesus Christ is now my Lord and Savior. And uh, it was a powerful event that God did. Only God could do that. And it was a notable event. And, uh, and God has been using that to stir people up. And uh, so what happened to Kabina? I love this part of the story. What happened to Kabina? Well, she's a faithful member of that missionary's church. She didn't go anywhere. Uh, you can still find her today. And uh, God answers prayer. God still has great work to do. And, and God still wants to, I, I, you know, I, God still wants to, I, you know, I think about rewards. God, God wants us to have rewards. Like Jesus talks about rewards. Paul talks about rewards. And, 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 and he says, when I come back, I'm going to bring my rewards with me. And it will be based on, on what we do, it says in 1 Corinthians 3. Uh, your, our, our works will be tried by fire, and it's based on what we've done. And I want to challenge people. We're, we're not retired yet. We're not even tired yet. Uh, we still have life to live. Let's give. Let's pray. Let's fast. Let's do whatever God puts on our plate to do. He wants to use us. If we don't uh, use our talents that God has given to us, we'll be like the servant who received one, and God will have to give it to somebody else. And I don't want to be that person. I'd rather be the person that has five or two or whatever. And I'm faithful with it. And then God is able to bless me with more. And I keep praying, Lord, if there's somebody that's not using their talent, I'll do it. I'll do it. Uh, because I, I want more reward when I get to heaven. I want God to be able to use me more. I'm not done yet. I, 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 I want to set my treasure in heaven and not on the earth. Let's have a word of prayer. I'll turn it over to Pastor. Father, I do thank you for this church. I pray for your blessings on every single person here. Thank you for listening to today's message. We hope that the service was a blessing to you and that you were encouraged by God's word. If you have any questions about Myo Baptist Church, please contact us anytime. You can find contact information on our website at myobaptistchurch.com Thanks for listening.